From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, your needs, and fun can all intersect. And we want to help you find them. I'm Todd Deacon. I'm Paul Schmucker. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Welcome, everybody. This is our inaugural podcast. So podcast we say, number uh, one, Everyday Driver Car Debate w- podcast number one. We're excited to bring this to you because uh, we've Todd and I have discussed uh, actually for a, a while now about doing this, and really it, it all stemmed from a lot of times our friends would ask us, hey, we want, you, we want to go car shopping, but we're really not sure what to do. So that's kind of how we're approaching this podcast It's just uh, – you know, hey, we're gonna throw out some suggestions about uh, cars, and uh, you know, from from uh, you people who write in and, and ask well, us. Well, it it just stems from the. I mean, you already talked about it. It just stems from that whole thing that started the show to begin with. People asking us how to find cars. That's the reason we started doing our videos. So we're not gonna duplicate our videos here. This isn't gonna be, hey, we just drove this car. Let's review it on on. Uh, in audio and then we'll review it later on video. This is just about talking with you guys or talking about those fantasy questions. We might occasionally touch on news, but mainly this is about you guys have said, hey, I've got this amount of money. I'm a college student or I'm a single mom or whatever, and I want to tell you about the money that I have, the cars that I'm considering. What do you guys think? We're going to debate that. That's why it's called the Everyday Driver Car Debate. We're still going to do our videos. Please watch those videos, but welcome for this. Yes, agreed. You know, it's... uh both Todd and I have noticed that the amount of email incoming about you, our, our viewers, wanting to know, wanting, asking for help about which car should I yep. buy, the amount of in- email has increased, and I kind of think it's going to continue to increase now that we are we're, on a podcast. We're asking for it now. <laughs> so, we are asking for it now. Now are, it's going to be, we're going to be buried in it. Exactly. We're definitely asking for it. Uh, so, well, But we, we do have a good one for today. Today we're going to cover uh, one of those classic, classic car guy questions, your fantasy garage, three cars, no money limit, what would you do? We're going to talk about that. Yep. We're going to do our first car debate, our inaugural car debate. We've got a guy that wrote in, Davis Lawrence wrote in. He gave us his car debate. We're going to talk it through, what we think he should get for his money, etc. We're going to finish uh, up with a very commonly asked question for the show. Yep, yep. We want to spend some time on uh, some frequently asked questions. That might be a recurring segment, but uh, I know we get definitely a lot of the same questions on YouTube comments, and so we want to address that uh, probably every show, and then we'll wrap things up at the end. So we'll keep it really to just 30 minutes, and uh, we feel that that is uh, plenty of time to cover uh, all these things. So on to our fantasy car question. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts here. So the, the, the original question is, this was actually posted to us by one of our shooters. Gavin, one of our shooters, asked us this question one day, and I realized I'd never thought about it in these terms. It's you could have any car, any three cars... Money, no object, what would they be? However, I want to add an addendum. All right, go. For me personally, because I have a wife and a kid, so my question is, am I worrying about them in this scenario? Are they covered by those three cars, or are these three cars just for me? Well, uh, since it is a fantasy garage, we're kind of taking it out there. I'd say, uh, really, what are things that you want? Because if we're bringing things back and cost is an object, well, you, you have a lot more considerations. It's not what this is about. It's any three cars and... So these are these are three cars for me then is what you're saying. Yep, I think so. Three cars for me. I don't have to think about the family. Okay, you don't have to think about anybody. Just yourself. This is, uh, you know. (laughs) So are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. this, Are you up? Are you going? I've uh, I've put some thought to this, and you know we always think about 
you know, I'm sure when people find out that you're a car person, people ask, okay, so what's your favorite car? And I think, oh no, the question, there's so many. And even in fantasy garage like this, I reserve the right to change this at any time in the future because we might come back to this sure. <laughs> and sure, say, sure. you know what, has it changed and why has it changed? You know, it's, uh, was pretty interesting. I had the opportunity to visit the Monaco Grand Prix uh, back in May uh, 2014 this year. And just being in Monaco, there's so many people that drive around in cars just for the sake of, you know, they've got money, they're flashing it around. You know, I, I have thought about this in terms of uh, curating a car collection because money is no object. And the person that springs most to mind is Ralph Lauren. He's got a very well curated mm. collection. Unfortunately, it travels the world or travels around the United States and yep. the cars don't get driven. So yep. that part I disagree with. But uh, I do agree with that. Yes, he's got some pretty amazing, you know, cars for specific purposes, and so that's how I tend to think. So my garage, you're, right? You're, you're now, killing me here. Get there. Come on. Come on. <laughs> my garage, right now. Like I said, I, I reserve the right to change, but it's going to be two old cars, okay, and one new, very technical, you know, very tech savvy car. And so I go back to uh, the Jaguar XKSS. This is. Uh, similar to the D-Type that Steve McQueen drove. It is sculptural, and, and as you probably know by now, I've, I've uh, spent okay. time at, uh, I graduated from design school, and so anything that is rolling sculpture just hits my buttons. So it's got to be the, the Jaguar XKSS. Uh, and my second one okay. is the 58, 1958 Ferrari Testarossa with the sculptural fenders, part of the oh, wheels sure. exposed. I think I could yeah, be wrong, yeah, yeah. but I, I think that's around an $8 million car, somewhere in there. It could be more, like I sure, said. Sure, bring it. Why not? Uh, Why not? I just find that to be an unbelievable sculptural car, but still <laughs> so analog. It's still so crunching through the gears yeah, yeah, and yeah. and no power anything. And you have to got to be a real man to drive that car, I feel like. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so getting there. My third, like I said, two old cars... And right now, one new car, and, and uh, if you haven't picked up anything from the show by now, then <laughs> I, I realize I'm a Porsche freak. Anything having to do with Porsche hits my buttons. Shocking. And so it's got to be their latest hypercar, which is, I find, unbelievable. I am really excited to drive it. You're going to go 918. It's got to be the 918 Spider. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay, it's all a right. Blend all right. of old well, the, and new, but it's very clearly at opposite spectrums of the two. Yep, yep. Well, that's interesting because the problem with this question is, when you get into money no object cars, there's a lot of those money no object cars we have not driven. Yes, very true. So, very true. unfortunately, we're talking about cars that we are dreaming about. We are car guys. But, yeah, like you said, I think the main reason mine would change is because I might drive them and be like, that was disappointing. But here are my three. And <laughs> you thank you for want. saying that I don't have to include a car for the family because uh, that allows me to put one in that I didn't have in there already. Um, three cars for me. Three very different cars for very different purposes. One, the Pagani Huayra. Oh. That is the hyper car that speaks to me because for me, if I'm going to spend a million dollars plus on a car... I want to see and feel where that money went. And I know it's not the fastest, it's not the best, it's not. but I have no doubt that it is ridiculous fun and crazy fast and all of those I things. I have no doubt it holds its own, for sure. So 
I love the way it looks. I love the active arrow. I love everything about the design. And then you get inside and it looks like it looks like a watch person went crazy insane and built a car by accident is what it looks like. So I think that the watch feel, the, the bespoke feel of everything in the interior, I will admit it's it's bordering on gaudy, but that feels like I can see where my million went. So I'm going to have this amazing cruiser car that's also incredibly fast, capable car. So that's mm. one. Then my nod to the old... I respect the Singer 911, but I'm going to go Eagle E-Type. Two $300,000. Oh, they take an old Jaguar E-Type and they put all new running gear. It's a modern car underneath with that body. I would do a Coupe E-Type with the full Eagle treatment, with the full horsepower treatment, the new wheels, everything. And I actually would put like some nice Porsche-style tan seats in it that have got high backs so you can got, have good seat, seat uh, support. I know that's sacrilege somewhere out there. But Eagle E-Type. And then last but not least, I want a crazy focus track car. I would go Bachmano. Wow. Very nice. Very good choices. Those are interesting. And you know There's what I've three. noted is both of us have chosen Jaguars as part Isn't of this weird? fantasy Isn't that weird? I did not garage. expect that. You know, we, we don't generally drive Jaguars as an everyday driver type of car, and we're looking forward to doing so. <laughs> but, you know, here are these fantasy cars, and we've both chosen something very sculptural that speaks to us emotionally, which... I think it's and that amazing. is that is a classic car as well. It really surprises me that both the, both the the classics are Jags. Interesting. Well, we've, well, that, we've got to okay. move on. We'll visit that. Okay. Yes, we do. We need uh, to go on to our actual car debate that comes to us from Davis Lawrence. One of our uh, he wrote this about a week ago. Actually, we're really glad to get this. He is a college student in North Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina. Don't know exactly where he means, but there he is. Said he's are some great driving roads. Uh, I'm not sure if he's dealing with much snow there. That's a mystery to me. Yeah. But he has an old Audi, he says, it's starting to cost more to maintain than he wants to spend, which is the problem. Once you get that tipping point where the car is pretty much the cost of a car payment, let's go get something I'd else. actually like to He's know that what point. Audi that is. If uh, you're listening to this and you're wanting to write in, tell us exactly what car that you already have. Yeah, Because he's just idea. said an old Audi yeah. here. I'm curious to know what he's trying to get out of into something Yeah, it would be interesting to know the, the, the model size, like kind of the body type of what you're coming out yeah. of. It's always intriguing. Yeah. He clearly is a guy that likes hatches, though, because he's, cons- well, I, I guess I shouldn't say that now that the WRX isn't a hatch anymore, but he's looking at two main things for warranty, mainly. He wants fun yeah. and he wants warranty. So he's t- debating between the Fiesta ST and the brand new 2015 WRX. So, of course, it's not a hatch, but here they are. Oh, uh, I'm guessing he's got like an old A4 or something, if I had to guess. Could be. His old Audi. I'm thinking it's probably some old all-wheel drive A4. So he's saying Fiesta ST or WRX, and the specific question he gets to is he says he's got to do six-hour interstate, interstate runs. I'm guessing that's probably going home. Yeah. But more than that, he wants to have some fun, and he's wondering if the extra price between the ST and the WRX is worth the stretch. Well, so what are we talking about there, four or five grand? Uh, no, that stretch is probably ten grand. That WRX we drove was uh, just about 30, and the Fiesta ST is, what, 22? Okay, so maybe eight grand. 22 to start. Yeah, by the time he gets it out the door, it's probably going to be 24 or so. So my, okay. if I had to well, guess, that's, probably that's a minimum of five enough. grand and a maximum of eight. Yeah, it is. That's significant it is. enough, but there's also a significant power increase as well in that WRX. There's a True. giant difference, True. and so I'm wondering also about insurance purposes, if that could be in consideration for you, Davis. Um, but, hmm. uh, yeah, it is a substantial amount here, as you said, compared to the Fiesta ST, and you've hopefully watched both of our reviews on both cars. We're very impressed by that Fiesta. It is not just yes, a great agreed. driving car, but it's a great track car. This car is surprisingly good track car. Shocking. 
But then there's that WRX with gobs of power. It is... I, I found myself doing triple-digit speeds and looking down and going, huh, I wonder why everybody's <laughs> going backwards. What's wrong with everybody today? Yep. So, yep. and then, you know, I, I see you're leaving that open there, or is there something else that's even better? Uh, well, you know, even better, we're starting to talk about a lot more money, and it really depends yeah, on I, I think maintenance money there, too. I, I th if he's wanting to go new car with warranty, I don't think there's really anything that's going to compete with that. I mean, obviously, we could throw in the, the twins in here. Certainly. But those are very different cars. I don't think he's going to enjoy the BRZ FRS as much as he would the ST or the WRX in his kind of situation. If he's looking, leaning at those kind of turbo beasts, I can't imagine that the twins are going to solve it, even though that's about the only other thing I can think of that's fun in that vague price range for new. Used, we could go sure. crazy, but new... I think we're kind of limited in the in this this range. I um, Davis, honestly, I would say ST. I would say save your money and get the ST. Hmm. I think there's so much fun in that car. Oh, look, I I love the WRX. It was a great car, but there's so much fun in that ST. I I honestly, it put me over the edge on the track because it's just so frenetic. Even in stock form, there's so much power underfoot. It's so chuckable. I mean, we're talking about a 400 pound weight difference there. I felt that. That ST feels light yeah, and you chuckable can. in a way that the WRX doesn't. Here's the thing. He's writing that you're, Davis, you're in college, in the mountains, so okay, there's some driving roads there, but you're saying interstate commute, and I'm also thinking post-college. Well, of course, you're in college, so if you get a new car, everybody's going to want to ride in it, so it's got to have some space, which the WRX has more of, but you got to think about, you're probably still going to have this car for your first job, and who knows what that is, but you're going to probably want some more space. And so for the interstate commute part of it and for just needing more space, I'm kind of leaning towards the WRX. I realize it's a little bit more muddy, but unbelievable amounts of fun, still great in the canyons, and more space. And what's great about either of these cars is they're four doors, and they do have a lot more room yep. in them. Yep. I'd say for something like the, uh, the Twins, the um, BRZ or FRS, yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun, but... As soon as you graduate, you might think, uh, what am I doing with this car? I need to get rid of it. Or you're going to need your priorities might change post-college. So I'm, I'm almost kind of leaning more yeah, towards they're the WRX. They're not as versatile for so sure as these so other two. Well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to not agree with you. And what's interesting is we did not plan to disagree. I would like that noted. <laughs> we knew what we were going to talk about. We didn't know what we were going to say. And we have disagreed yet again, damn you. Um, That's so funny. Huh. Well, I'm reading for his needs, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, the interstate commute, I think that Fiesta, even though great on the track, great in the mountains, I don't know about an interstate commute in that car. That might get a little old pretty quick. The, but if you well, see, think about think how much WRX money you're saving... Lot, yeah, you know. I don't think it's got a whole lot better sound deadening or a whole lot better interstate ride than the Fiesta ST does. I mean, the Fiesta ST is going to be a little raw-er. I will agree with that. However... There are two thoughts I have on that. One is, if you wanted, you could remove the sound tube thing, and you could actually quiet that car down because you could get the, the uh, engine noise out of the cabin. But I also think if you're going to get the ST, I think you don't go with the Recaros. I like, we had the Recaros on the track car. We did not have them on our review car. Possibly. I liked them on the track. I really liked them on the track, but they were very aggressively bolstered. We're big guys, but we're not fat guys. Those were very aggressively bolstered. I appreciated them on the track, but I actually think for just kind of hanging out in life, going on a six-hour road trip, I would prefer the standard seats, which were still good. They weren't amazing track seats, but they were solid. 
That's true. And I think they'd be better for kind of normal life. But on the other hand, if you're getting a Fiesta ST without the good seats and it's an option, what are you doing? What are you doing driving an ST then? I liked the Recaros. Well, I, I think they were still They were great. Okay. They were good seats. I just think they might be a little aggressive for, hey, I have a normal life otherwise. I, I, that's just that's my, my take on it, at hmm. least. All right, so let's talk about anything else that might strike us. You know, we talked about the Twins, FRS and BRZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be interesting, but I've noted, Davis, that you're talking about both cars here that are turbocharged, and uh, that's definitely coming into play more and more. I admit myself, I definitely falling more and more in love with turbocharged cars. So I get that. Uh, there's not too many other cars that are four doors that carry people that carry stuff that are turbocharged. You know, you could go used used is an option always. You know, maybe you want to really focus on saving your money because you are still in college. We're talking about both brand new cars here and you're going to take a depreciation hit plus insurance. So do think about that. You know that those are definite considerations when you're when you're thinking. Um, are you pondering a ringer here? Are you about to pull out some car that I haven't thought of? Uh, I'm I'm trying to get there actually. I, I'm uh, I'm trying to think of in terms of uh, turbocharged cars though. Not too many in this price category though. I think I think the difficulty we have here is is the new category. I mean the, the mm-hmm. fact that he, that he's talking new or maybe a year old. It limits us at that. I mean, we're talking essentially twenty-five grand. Yeah. It limits us in in stuff in that realm that is really going to be crazy fun and usable. Uh, it's. I mean, this is the question. This is such an everyday driver question. I can't stand it. it it's. Yeah. Pretty perfect to start with. Yeah. Plus, you got to so think. I, again, I'm going to say. I'm going to say ST, Davis. I'm going to say ST, Davis. I think it's a. I think it's a solid car. I think the answer to your question is the WRX worth a substantial amount more. I think so, especially for space, for road tripping. I sure like that car. And as great as the Fiesta is, it's tiny. It is a tiny car. Great for Europe. It is a little car. North Carolina's got space. You've got twisty roads. You're going to be on the freeway. You might want to go with a WRX. And here's the thing. Why not a used WRX for, I don't know, probably less than you can get a brand new Fiesta ST? How about something used? Yeah, the new one's great, but the new one, or, or the, uh, excuse me, the, the prior generation still has a lot of power. So that might be a consideration. True. I mean, he could go, he could buy one of the last hatches of the prior WRX, still get technically a new car, have a couple years of warranty left. He could blur the line there. It's not, it's not as good a car as the new WRX, but it's still a it's damn not. good car. And then, you know, at that uh, point, you could go that route. We could, uh, we could start talking about Volkswagen GTIs, even though, you know, not mm-hmm. all wheel drive, but neither is the Fiesta. So we could go that route True. and talk about, you know, a one or two year old Volkswagen GTI, that might be kind of interesting oh, but, as well. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. You bring up the GTI, which is a great point. For WRX money, he can get into a GTI. That's possible. Yes. High 20s? Yes. And now we're I mean, talking so about GTI, saving money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, at, that point, at that point, that's going to feel like a much classier, much more grown up car. You get into the GTI, it's, gonna, it's on a whole other level of class and refinement than the ST or the WRX. Okay. But it's a little less hair on fire. Yeah. So I think the question, the follow-up question for Davis is, okay, you're in college and you're in a m- mountains near great driving roads. How much are you going to do that? If you're right. going to be the kind of people like us that you're going to go on a canyon run in the mountains every weekend, then I'm going to tell you Fiesta all day long. Sure. Because it'll be almost as good everywhere else. If you're going to go up that nice, fun road once a year, I almost push you toward GTI. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, you are know. your friends going to be beating on it? Are you going to be, you know, puking in it and, you know, <laughs> carrying all your crap? In Always it? I assume. Mean, 
<laughs> always assume you're going to be beating on it. Or maybe that's only the way I drive. Or, but, uh, yeah. You know, maybe you get rid of it as soon as you get out of college. But many people don't. The car they've, you know, they've got through college, I certainly did. You have it through, you know, your first job. You've got it for a couple of years after college. So that's definitely got to gotta be a, a consideration. I see you put in here maybe a nice certified pre-owned. Maybe that is the Volkswagen. So that could be yeah. an option for you. I still say, if you end up winding up close to thirty grand in a WRX, you're now in a GTI money, though. I mean, you're right. You're, you're knocking on the door. Yeah. You might as well at least throw it in the mix. Yeah, you really should. Uh, I think the only real savings, I can't believe the car you got for this amount of money, in this scenario, is the ST. Um, but it, it's, going, it's a cheaper car. It is a flat-out cheaper car it is. than the other two as far as just feel. Oh, you can it's definitely feel where it's a fantastic driver's car. It's a fantastic driver's car, but it is definitely... I mean, Paul's right in that it's small. I don't say Paul's right often, but Paul's right in that it's small and uh, it is not nearly as nice as the other two, even as nice as the WRX, which is kind of crazy to say. But my God, it's a fun car. It's crazy, crazy fun. Davis, you're going to have to ask yourself, how how much are your friends going to be on this? How much <laughs> crap do you own? Ask yourself. Wait, is no, it going to be what, slung no? around in the back? <laughs> no, you're going to have to think about what your needs are here and are they going to change? So I, I think those are the big considerations. And in college... You know, maybe we're both wrong. Maybe we need to back way up and try to save as much money as possible so you're not stuck with a car payment, you know, when you graduate or anything like that. You know, maybe we need to really rethink this thing. And it doesn't even have to be certified pre-owned. You can find great cars that are three or four years old if you find them privately owned. Don't think that you just have to shop on a dealer lot. If you do your research, like we do a lot. We just <laughs> yeah. browse the classifieds often and say, hey, look what I found. Man, that would be a great car. Look how cheap it is. You could, you could probably but find something great. what I hear him great. saying, though, I mean, it, it's, that, it's that college debate of I can't spend any money on this if anything goes wrong. That's the thing I yeah. think is going to get Davis through college and out of college. That's the benefit of the warranty. That's what I'm reading into this. I mean, I'm reading in, obviously, from what he's told us. But I think that's the big thing is I can afford the car payment, but I cannot afford to go beyond that. So that, again, brings me back to you're saving four or five grand in the ST and scene. I think, I think you're done there, personally. All right, Davis, WRX, that's the better choice. You know this. <laughs> Uh, but no, what this... I said Fiesta ST, and we disagreed again. Awesome, perfect. But, How helpful were we? Well, you know what this is this, bringing this us show to. Is, this is the this more show's information. Going well. This show is going very well. <laughs> no, this is great because uh, you know we're you can hear we're we're trying to guess a little bit here, and of course we don't know the full story. But the more information that you can write in with, okay, what was the old Audi? What did yeah. you use it for? Was it a four door? Yeah, yeah. Was it a two door? Are you the guy with the car in college? Are all your friends just? You know, it's the same thing, like, always have a friend with a pickup truck. Are you the guy that owns the car? Or do all your friends have cars? Have a friend with a pickup truck. Don't buy the pickup truck yourself. Exactly. And if you have to have a pickup truck once a year, U-Haul does rent them. There's no really good reason to own a pickup. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Exactly. Just saying it. So I'm coming back to, you know, we're kind of guessing in here. We're trying to read into some things. But the more information that you can write in with, that would help us kind of help you better and decide, you know, what's your budget? Yeah. You know, there is a significant difference between those two cars. So... You know, what are you looking at? I liked your point, Todd, about uh, reliability, and that is important because you probably mm -hmm. don't have a lot of time to deal with it. It just needs I to think that's a big kind here. of be an appliance, even both of these are fast, fun appliances. But, yeah, I, I take yeah. your point about it, that. It, it's just got to be reliable. It's got to be something that he doesn't have to think about. Yeah. I, I clearly get that from what he's written us here. Yeah. So I'm going to say that we've disagreed, and we're leaving <laughs> you with that, Davis. We'd love to hear more about this process as you go on. We'd love to hear follow-up on it. We'll share follow-up with it if you want to share it with us. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to an FAQ that is a very common 
FAQ. And that is, people have asked many times, where do you guys get the cars for the show? That's an excellent question. And uh, this is something that we have dealt with since the beginning of the show. But because we drive used cars, the press fleets don't keep any cars in their fleets that are older than the current model year. So that means we're in 2014 right now. That means they don't have any 2013s of anything, nor do they really have nope. connections nope. for getting those cars. They go back to the manufacturer or they, they, frankly, they go to dealerships and they get sold as used cars. So we make, <laughs> we make friends. We want to make alliances with various people who have a particular car. And honestly, a lot of times you'll find me jumping onto a forum of any kind of car. I did that with uh, uh, WRXs, uh, mm -hmm, gosh, mm -hmm. a, a lot of the used cars that we drive because there are so many great deals out there used. I'll jump onto these forums and say, all right, here's the car we're looking for and this is the reason we want to drive it. So in addition to the, the brand new press fleet car, we want to reach out to you, our viewers. I mean, I would say we get 60 to 70% of our cars the, the brand new cars, 60%, 70% of them are coming from the press fleets. That means the other 30, 40% are coming from you guys. And as Paul's saying, I mean, we're, we're, we're jumping around on the forums. I mean, obviously at this point, there is a dedicated forum for every possible car. So we're on that forum chasing down certain cars. I mean, just in this past past year, you know, the, the 2010 GTR we got, that came off of, of kind of forum connections. Yeah. Uh, when we did that uh, S2000 RX8 FRS piece, the FRS was new, but it was somebody we knew from the show. That Even that wasn't a press fleet car. All three of those cars. All three of them, When we did yeah. FRS, S2000, RX8, those were all three privately owned. And two of those came through Forum Friends. You know, it's interesting because uh, so we, we you know, that's how people regularly. shop, you know, is, is a lot of times used cars. And so it's great to even drive cars with 25, 40, 80,000 miles on them and see how is this car held up. And that definitely informs our commentary when we're driving it against a brand new car and saying, okay, so this was worth it or it wasn't worth it. You know, look what it's like 80,000 miles later or something like that. What's funny and kind of cool about the new ones, if you just pick a car, uh, Audi A3, uh, C7 VAT, pick a car that you remember us seeing, you know, was brand new when we drove it. That may be the exact same car that was in one of the big magazines that you that you read. Now, having said that, if car and driver calls and everyday driver calls, guess which one's <laughs> going to get the car? But having but in spite of that, we still get these cars as fast as we can. We don't get the long lead stuff, unfortunately. But we can get the same cars out of press fleets that you're seeing in the magazines. If it's a specialty car, it's probably the exact same model. Yeah, I also will share with you that the press fleet cars, they're not a lot of them. And what's interesting is the manufacturers want journalists to experience these cars with all of the options. So we're noting that yeah. these cars come fully loaded in a lot of cases, and that kind of screws us a little bit on price because we're always looking at price. And this car comes fully loaded. Well, that um, Mitsubishi Evo MR that we drove, it was fully loaded. And we're noting it doesn't need to yeah. cost this much, but that's yeah. the manufacturer doing that. They want to release their car saying, okay, here's everything you can get on this car, which is great to know, but for how we shop... That's actually detrimental. Yeah. So sometimes it's actually they want to share, hard to find those cars. They want to share the best possible experience of every car they have, and so that means it comes with everything you can right. possibly, possibly get. Right. When we're so that's we're this thinking. is kind of we're kind of wrapping up episode one. Look at us. We are we're podcasting. So uh, that's kind of fun. I'm glad you found us, and I will say, ask your friends and tell everybody you know about us and follow us because 
this is going to be a consistent thing. You can see it's it's yep. kind of short and sweet, but that's what we want to do. We want to just have a brief conversation. Here's what our thoughts are. And, you know, we're wanting your comments on this. We're wanting to know yep. what you're thinking about the format. What do you think about uh, writing in? And uh, we're hoping you write more. So please do. And here's the thing. You can join us on all the, all of the places. We're, we're everywhere. Twitter. We're at Everyday Driver. Facebook, we're Everyday Driver. YouTube, we're Everyday Driver. We have our own website, everydaydriver.com. If you don't go there, I will admit, we don't update it with things beyond our videos very often. But when we do, there's a lot of actual articles, fairly in-depth articles there that go along with our video reviews. If you haven't read those in-depth articles, you're interested, there are articles on there that go into a little more detail sometimes. Please uh, join, follow us on Twitter. Join us on Facebook. Make comments on Facebook and Twitter about the podcast. We want to hear your comments. Yes, On definitely. this podcast, please rate it on iTunes. You may not realize this, but it's your ratings on iTunes that make these shows more recommended, that put them on people's radar. So just getting on and rating at all actually helps us bubble up to the surface and get into other people's awareness. Be telling your friends. Be telling your enemies, as Paul often says. <laughs> tell everyone you can exactly. that likes cars, not only about this podcast, but tell them about our videos. We are an independent, small outfit, yeah. and the more you guys watch and share, you're our marketing department. When you watch and share, that helps us do more. We're going to do this podcast once a week. We're going to do videos hopefully twice a month. That's what we're hoping to do going forward. We are doing another feature film this year, which we're very excited about. More on that coming soon. Yes, we are. And uh, we've got kind of some crazy stuff the back half of 2014. So please stay with us. Please share. Yeah. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs>